Welcome to the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot live every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube. Let's start. I like that. Yeah. What a cool intro. I dig that. That's cool. Who came up with that? Chris did. Chris did. (laughs) No, I'm I'm too lazy to come up with anything like that. That is really cool. I love it. Mine you get would a be nod, much Mr. simpler. Foxhall Woodworks. You get a nod. We can hear you. <laughs> yeah, we won't talk about how bad we were talking about you off air there, buddy. Oh, I wasn't talking bad. Stating facts. <laughs> Nothing but truth. Just giving oh, yeah, him a hard truth. time. Well, it's Wednesday at 9 p.m. Uh, this is the Whatnot Podcast, where we put the what into whatnot. I'm Mike Z. I am Chris, and uh, you might notice this young man down below us here. We're uh, joined by Eric Roten tonight from Make a Wood Sign. Um, I thought in honor of uh, uh, the, the famous hand sign maker, I would put a CNC in my background. <laughs> Perfect. And that welcome is. to the uh, show, my friend. Well, thanks, guys. I, I'm honored that you guys would uh, reach out and, uh, and have me as part of your podcast. I'm, you know, I'm not famous by any stretch. I'm just happy to be here um and you know calling me a young man is uh uh a little sarcasm there because i'm probably older than both of you put together but that's okay you're just wiser (laughs) that's all wiser yes (laughs) i I don't know i have to say that um your your fame probably outdoes anything that you think it does because when i went to work benchcon everybody knew who you were Mm -hmm. there wasn't a single person that i talked to that didn't say have you met eric yet not a single no, one wasn't like, oh yeah, it was great. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I know, I knew who you were, but I never met you. And I was like, oh man, you gotta go over there and meet Eric. You know, he, he does these awesome things with wood signs. I'm like, yes, I, I okay. But yeah, no, wow. I mean, it, it was wow. amazing the amount of people. So I, you are I, famous, I, my uh, friend. That's, that's humbling. I, that, that's, uh, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. We met, uh, who was it? It was, uh, was it Alan? I think, uh, yeah, from, uh was it Alan Wickard? I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, introduce us, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, and I had heard, obviously, of Clinkspore, but I'd never used your product before. So um, I was happy to get that little sample pack, and that's pretty much all it took. I mean, this isn't a commercial or anything, but no, pretty no. much all it took. I got hooked on that stuff. Great, great abrasives, man. I, I love your products. Yeah, what was even better is that when you called over to the plant, you kept saying my Klingspore, my Klingspore. And so luckily some people knew who that was behind my Klingspore being me. And they were just like, man, I don't know what you gave this guy, but he is like, he is just so hyped up on the Klingspore product. He just can't stop talking about it and how nice you were. And I'm thinking, well, he's just that nice of a guy. So that's all that matters. He just wants sandpaper. That's what he wants. Huh? I just wanted some sandpaper. There you go. <laughs> Clingsport Abrasives, making sandpaper for all of your needs and since 1893. Not sponsored. <laughs> Maybe somewhat. Anyways, uh, so uh, Eric, tell us a little bit about you. What is Make a Wood Sign and how can people find out more about the great products and services that you offer? Well, um, we've been, uh, uh, we make basically we have a YouTube channel, um, Old Day 100, and we're on um, Instagram as Make a Wood Sign. But Dad started the business actually back when I was a kid. Uh, my father started the business in 1970, and uh, we started making uh, 
routed signs, just uh, freehand routed signs, doing them at flea markets and horse shows and state fairs and all of that back in, in California, just you're you know, a little bit different than, than most of what you would see back then. But then um, fast forward about 20, 30 years, we, uh, we started actually selling signs um, and making other products, but still mostly in the signage, um, in the signage realm. And um, then we decided to, uh, to actually film what we were doing. We were selling so many signs at that point. We had a, a shop with a few employees and we were selling so many signs. We decided we needed to teach somebody how to do this to make signs like for instance uh this is just a kind of a representative sample of the sign that we made um and so what we did is we had a uh, dad came up with a system for making those and we needed to bring somebody in to the shop to uh, teach them how to do it so we found that uh after about um after uh, a short period of time a month or two these guys were doing so well making signs for us, they would go out on their own and, and you know, get their own gig, and which makes sense, you know, that's competition and that's free market, which we're all about that. Um, but then we, we wanted to kind of up the, up the training time um, and uh, up the training curve. So we decided to go ahead and film the training put it on uh, VHS tapes. That was back in the night. You guys remember the big VHS oh, yeah. cameras you put on your shoulder. So please rewind or uh, rewind before you return or something yeah. like that. Whatever. Rewind. Yeah. yeah. The blockbuster days and all of that stuff. Yeah. So um, we, we put together this, what we thought was just going to be a training set of uh, VHS tapes for people that we would bring in and hire to do these signs. Cause we were selling them through, hardware stores and lumber yards. We were at, actually at dealers at that point. Um, and so we put this uh, these videos together and then we realized, well, now we have a product we can actually sell. Maybe we can sell these VHS to hobbyists that want to know how to make signs with this system we put together. So um, we started selling some of those and that led you know, eventually into DVDs. And uh, we were selling DVDs and then, um, after a few years of that, I said, Dad, you know, I keep hearing that in order to stay in touch with your customers, you need to have a newsletter, like a monthly newsletter. And Dad said, no, we're, I'm, not, no I'm not sitting down every month and writing a stinking newsletter. No, 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 I'm not doing that. So I said, well, they got this new thing called YouTube. Uh, this was back in 2007. They got this thing called YouTube. Why don't we make a video newsletter? Dad goes, we can do that. So we've actually been on YouTube since 2007. And, and at the beginning, it was just a monthly tip or a trick or some kind of a technique or just something that we learned that we could, you know, post on YouTube. So people that bought our DVDs could go on there and, and just kind of keep in touch with us. Customer management systems, so to speak. Um, and then that just kind of evolved. And then we came up with a series of products started buying some router bits and selling uh, router bits and, and other things. Now we have hundreds and hundreds of different products that people can buy um, from us if they want to. We have a website where they can buy products from us. And um, that kind of goes along with the videos. Now we've been doing videos 
well, again, since 2007, but we started to up our frequency. At first, it was just once a, once a month. But I realized that the more videos that we made, the more subscribers we got, the more that kind of fills that funnel and ends up, you know, gaining more business. So mm -hmm. now we're up over 1,600 videos and, um, yeah, and we're still posting. Uh, I'm still basically my job is creating content and we still post four videos a week. And um, I stay pretty busy wow. with uh, all the other things. The, the editing alone makes me cringe. <laughs> well, you know, that's funny that you say that because really early on, Dad and I decided that um, one of the things that we were going to do that was a little bit different than everybody else is we're not going to edit. Whatever happens, it happens. It, it If the dog walks in front of the camera or the phone rings or whatever, whatever happens, it happens. You know, um, if we and, and what happened was very early on we found that dad and i we kind of would feed off of each other and uh throw each other under the bus uh, from our on a regular basis and people seem to just kind of they kind of seem to gravitate toward that so we were we've been you know a couple of desert okies right from the beginning just throwing that those videos up there so now i've gotten to the point where i'll add a little music or i'll speed the video up a little bit but uh, I don't spend like, and this is, I guess, how I can create as much content. I probably spend a maximum of a half hour editing, editing any one video. But they, but our videos aren't real professional. They're not, you know, we don't have a lot of graphics or anything like that. I, uh, I guess, I we kind of went to the the whole quantity rather than quality. <laughs> we just try to throw out as much information as we can. Well, it's more authentic that way, and and people get to see the real side of you, the the not the edited portion that a lot of folks like to put in there. Well, it it, it certainly is something that we kind of just stumbled upon um, as as kind of our uh, the way we do it, you know, kind of our format, and uh, it it was it was really because I didn't have any idea how to do any of that stuff at the beginning. I could barely figure out where the, the record button was on the camera, let alone do any editing. So it was by necessity back in the, in those days. And uh, we we kept getting feedback from our from our audience saying, Eric, don't get fancy on us. Don't start going professional on us and do all that fancy stuff. Just give us the lowdown and give us what we need to know. And I was like, well, I'm cool with that. Makes it easier for sure. Mm -hmm not to spend that time on that and at the same time it is authentic because you're just coming out as you are as if they were sitting there in front of you talking to you yeah. well it, that's kind of it, it just came it came well you know the first few videos the first probably i don't know 40 or 50 videos are pretty brutal it's tough for me to go back and watch those <laughs> it, it, it hurts so much to watch those but they did get a little bit better over over time but um, it, it just came so natural to Dad and I that um, we had this. What we're doing on what we started doing on film is stuff that we did when we were had somebody in the shop, when somebody came by, or we were out at a fair. Or uh, I can remember being a little kid, you know, 11, 12 years old. We were carving at a flea market. I was kind of the assistant, and Dad was doing the carving. 
and somebody would ask a question, dad would bring them right inside the booth, show them exactly how to do it, exactly everything to do it with no kind of, you know, nothing and trying to get nothing out of it, just trying to pass on information. And um, that's kind of what I grew up with. So it was uh, it was so natural for me. Like, um, and, and one of my favorite things to do is do demos out in in public and actually carve on site. That's one of my favorite things to do. Yeah, those, that's always been fun when you're doing the, uh, the the fairs and the different public events, the interaction with the public. That's that's one of the reasons why I like shows so much. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, and again, I grew up, from the time I was 16, 17 years old, I'd been doing it already four or five years and finally getting to the point where I had a, a driver's license now and I was going out, dad was running the shop and I would go out and do fairs or again, flea markets or, you know, whatever. Um, and so I kind of grew up doing that. And at 16, 17 years old, I was, I was running a sign booth by myself and, uh, uh, and I just, you know, I just thrived on it. I love it. I carved at, uh, there's a, um, I remember it was the summer of 1980. We got an actual contract with, uh, Marriott's. It was Marriott's great America. Now it's a five flag or uh, six flags over in San Jose. And, uh, I actually carved for a, a summer out there, which was for a, a 17 or uh, no, I was at 20 years old at that point. That was uh that was an adventure for me that was that was really cool but it was a lot of work and now uh, did you get to carve during the day and then you know go to six flags in the evening is that how that no, worked no i was carving from the time they opened till the time they closed that was pretty much it but uh there was a lot of perks we were uh we were posted our booth was right at the bottom of the uh of the log ride the the uh water log ride so um for a 20 year old kid it was uh it, it was kind of like a, a full-time summer wet t-shirt contest so it was cool <laughs> i enjoyed it i'll just leave it at that that'll work yep man yeah the younger days you know he did some things yeah yeah <laughs> no that's kind of fun because whenever you do a show it is very um you never know what you're going to get and so each yeah. one's different you kind of you do get kind of the same people that'll come in, but at the same time, you never really know what it's going to be. So it keeps you on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and for me, you know, uh, there's something, I don't know, there's something and a lot of, uh, of people that follow us, they, uh, some of them do this just as a hobby. Um, mm-hmm. some of them are, you know, kind of do it as a part-time income. Some of them yeah, have taken it to the point where they're doing it full-time and there's something to be said for, and you guys know this, when you make something, and you uh, you hand it to your customer, and that immediate feedback that you get, man, yeah. it's a high that you can't get anywhere else. Nope. I mean, it, it's once you get addicted to that, um, it's it's tough to let that go. And I, you know, again, I've done that pretty much since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, uh, very early on I realized this is what I was this is what I was here for. This is what I was meant to do. And man, and 50 years plus later, I still can't get enough of it. I just absolutely love it. Yeah. There's so, so how many co- feedback? Yep. How Sorry. many customers names have you spelled wrong? You know, uh, more than I want to admit, <laughs> um, 
I, I haven't made a mistake in a while, but one of the things that I teach on the videos is uh, you can't double check your spelling too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, four, five, six, seven times, always double check your spelling. It's been a few years since I made a mistake like that. But um, but I, I run across that from people that follow us uh, on a regular basis. Uh, Eric, how do I fix it? How do I turn it? an O into an A or whatever, you know, how do I fix this? There's ways to get around that. There's ways that you can, but it, uh, yeah. So I, I see that once in a while, but I haven't done it for a while. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit I double checked your last name quite a few times before I posted <laughs> the uh, description or anything else, all the banners and stuff. I was like, let me make sure I've got that right. Well, I just appreciate you saying rotten and not rotten because I've gotten that a few times too. Oh, well, they're just wrong. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's it's good to see that, like many of us, that you got addicted to woodworking because of your dad. You know, and, and, and usually, and I've told, you know, a lot of, we've talked about this before, Typically, uh, woodworkers, we get into it either because of a dad or a grandparent that's into it, and we kind of get the bug from them, and clearly yeah. that, that's what happened with, with you, so that's, that's really good. Well, and I, I'm really fortunate that dad started the business, and not only did I get the woodworking thing from him, but I got the entrepreneur thing. Mm-hmm. Because he he had started the business, he was a design machinist for twenty something years, and um, he took a vacation. Someone stole his tools, so he was looking for something else to do, and this is what he kind of decided to start to do. So I was really blessed in the fact that I got not just the woodworking thing, but the idea to own your own business and and mm-hmm. actually you know build something for yourself, and uh, that that's what I'm probably. Um, I feel most fortunate uh, about that because, I, man, I just can't even imagine not having uh, not having ownership in what I'm doing. So you know, and and so you know, I was a ten, twelve year old kid, and Dad and I were I was the baby of the family. All my siblings had already moved out, and it was just me and Dad. Mom and Dad had split up. It was just me and Dad, and we were building a business together. So it was uh, like I had no use for school at all. It was like school was just, uh, you know, I was watching the clock, waiting until I could get home and get in the shop. That was that was it for me. I knew really early on exactly what I wanted to do. That's fortunate. Very, very so fortunate. What's really interesting is that so he was a, a machinist and someone had taken all of his tools. So then he just changed direction. So it's almost like that door closed for him as, as a reason. And then he found another door that was open to pursue that instead. Yeah, he was, um, uh, again, he was used to uh, dealing with uh, precision measurements, you know, in the thousands and, you know, tenths and, and that kind of thing. And then going into wood, it's like, yeah, you, if you're within an eighth of an inch, you're good, you know? <laughs> so for him, it was like, gosh. And he had played around a little bit with it when he was a, a young kid. And so he was just at a flea market one day and, and uh, was watching a guy making a sign, literally making a sign. We lived in Northern California, so it was in Sacramento area, watching a guy making a sign. And, and uh, this was, again, you know, like 1970. 
and the guy spent about 15, 20 minutes and, and dad paid him 20 bucks. And back in those days, it was, you know, 20 bucks for 15 or 20 minutes. It was pretty good. And uh, dad started doing the calculations, came home and bought a router, bought some, bought some wood and, and started. And then me and my br bigger brother, who was, uh, you know, at home right at the end before he left, uh, we would go door to door selling signs. And I would, you know, is my brother and I would just take a display of signs and we'd walk door to door selling signs. And that's how the whole thing started. Pretty, pretty crazy. That is awesome. <laughs> well, we have a, a guest of honor here that I know is a part of your lives a lot of the time. And that's Mr. Chris Miller. Hey, Chris. Hey, it's buddy. Industry's best guys. It's an honor to have each of them as friends with each of them. Yes. <laughs> The honor is ours, Chris, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, somebody is, uh, started sipping the hard stuff a little early there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, when you made a comment that you hope no one fell asleep, I'm thinking, well, Chris Miller's the only one that turns in early, so we can always hope for him. <laughs> Chris is a great guy. He, uh, we work together. We talk, talk, geez, every week. And his, uh, his router bits, we buy quite a few amount of router bits from him, and uh, he is. Uh, truly a, a value uh, to our business for what he helps us with uh, makes a huge difference. So thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. Yeah. And he's always going to send you down the right path for what you're doing, especially because, you yeah. know, hand route signs, and then you're, you're teaching people to do the same thing with a router. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you do have to have a quality bit for sure to oh. really be able to transfer that you know, lower vibration, clean cut, that kind of stuff really does make a difference. It's huge. It's huge. When people, when I talk to people that try to hand route signs and they just, you know, fail miserably or they feel terrible about what they've made, I, I, it always goes back to if you don't have the right router bits and you don't have the right material, that's like, I, I, you know, I don't have anything to base this on from a, uh, you know, statistically, but I know that that's 80 to 90% of it really is having the right router bits and having the right material. But most guys take a router bit they bought at Home Depot and it's not made to do what they're trying to do with it. And then they, they pick up an old piece of two by six construction material and then they think that they're gonna come out with a nice sign and uh, chances are, you know, it, it just doesn't work out that way. You've gotta have the right router bits and the right material. Otherwise, you know, it's like trying to be a carpenter with a rock instead of a hammer. Uh, There's a good way to put it. Real well. yeah. That's a good way to put it. Now, so how do you over? How do you tell someone to overcome having a fixed base router with a router bit that's exposed past the base, having them drop it down for the first time? Like, what is one of your um, ways or methods to tell them, you know, cause that's for someone who may not have used a router before that's gotta be a little intense. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, and, and, um, I'm, I'm fortunate that, um, that especially, and this is something that has just happened over the last few years, our biggest growing demographic is ladies that are getting into woodworking. You guys know this, you know, mm -hmm. the, the women population. Back when I was a kid, there was no women that were doing any woodworking or you know power tools or anything like that. So for for me, one of the, one of the things that I tell somebody, um, in fact, I, I remember specifically, I was talking to a lady on the phone that was just scared to death of the router. She wanted to learn how to do this, but she was just scared to death. So 
So I said, okay, so here's what we do. Don't put a router bit in there. I don't even want you to turn the router on. I just want you to take that router, put it on the board, and start moving it around. Don't turn it on. Don't do nothing. Just get get comfortable with that thing in your hand and just slide it on the board, move it around. Just play around with that for a half hour. And then don't put a bit in. Then turn it on and get used to that vibration with, you know, moving that router around on that board. So it's just, you know, it's little baby steps. And now she makes signs that are absolutely amazing. She's just, she's phenomenal at it. So I guess to answer your question specifically, Mike, anytime that you have a router, I didn't bring one out because I'm in the office, but anytime you have a router and you have a router bit sticking down below the base, like you're talking about, you definitely want to have that router out of the wood. What I would do is I would, um, I would set the edge of that router on the board itself when you turn it on. So it's got some stability, not just hanging in the air and not setting in the wood. You want to put that base at an angle, set it on the board to have it have one hand on it nice and solid, then turning that router on so you have stability from that router and then work your way down into the into the cut. So um, and, you know, obviously you want to use test pieces and and just practice a lot. but. that's probably, I, I think that answers your question. Yeah. I'm not sure, but. No, hundred percent. Cause I know on some of the lives that I've seen or some of the videos that you have, you have that custom base with those two wooden handles. Mm-hmm. And yep. I, as soon as I saw it, I thought, where has this been my whole life? Cause for a trim router, that would have been handy. But then I yeah. saw how you did it. You, you had it facing like the router would be leaning towards the person. Sorry. Yeah. Black fingernails. But the router be leaning towards the person uh, on the camera side and yeah. you turn it on and then you just lightly just put it straight down in there. And I thought, well, that's, yeah. you know, I definitely would have done it that way. I would have been straight down and <laughs> hope yeah. for the best, I guess. And that's why you don't have a huge YouTube following making <laughs> wooden right. signs with a that's, hand router. <laughs> that's exactly correct. That's why no one follows me for sign making. That's why your fingernails are black because you're a finish expert. Yeah. Black and charcoal and you name it. I'm kind of, you know, I, I tell people all the time, I'm, I don't know a lot about a lot. I'm pretty much a one trick pony, but this, since I, you know, it's super easy for me to talk about this stuff because it's, it's pretty much all I've ever done and all I've ever wanted to do. Um, I, you know, I'm still trying to up my game now. I'm trying to, and I've been doing this for the last couple of years, adding some power carving to my routing because I want more depth. So now I'm doing some power carving, adding to the routing. But um, yeah, I, you know, most of the stuff that I've learned or that I know uh, is just stuff that dad taught me back when I was a kid. So it was like, you know, and when you're, when you're out on site and you're carving 30, 40 signs a day and you're just knocking them out, um, it's just stuff that it, there's a lot of stuff that I, I find that it, I do just by habit because um, I, and I have to slow myself down when I'm trying to explain this on camera because and, and that's the one thing, too, that that a lot of um, a lot of people have commented that they like my videos uh, because I try to to hit every step and try to throw stuff in there. And look at it from a brand new person's perspective, and uh, they they haven't seen that a lot in in YouTube. But when I first started, you know, making videos, I would get advice from other YouTubers, and they would say, "Eric, don't go more than seven or eight minutes on a, on a video 
because you'll lose them. You'll lose people. They'll, and it was just like, I, I can't do anything in seven or eight minutes. You know, I was back then we were still doing 20, 30, 40 minute videos because I didn't want to leave anything out. I just, it just didn't feel right to me. So mm -hmm. now, of course, it seems like the, the industry has kind of come my way rather than short. I always looked at it like, hey, if, if somebody, uh, they can fast forward through or, you know, skip past some spot that they don't want to see that they already know and move on to what they want to see. Or they can, people will view it at different times or, or whatever. They might not have 30 minutes all in one shot, but they might come back and watch it again, the second half of it or the, you know, the last third of it or whatever. So, um, uh, yeah, I just don't want to leave anything out. That's what. But dad, you know, when we first filmed those VHSs, uh, we thought it would be about 30, 40 minutes. It ended up being four hours because we just couldn't leave anything out. So we had, you know, four one hour VHSs to begin with. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it was going to be anywhere near that long. But um, but yeah, it's just uh, that's just that's just me. I don't want to leave anything out. No, which is good because it leaves a lot less questions to be answered in the comment section if you will you're not spending all your time answering all these questions because you covered all those points mm -hmm. well yeah uh to some extent but i you know uh one of the things that i have done right from day one is uh answer all the emails i get dozens of emails every day and i'm that's my pretty much my early morning routine I'm generally at my computer by three or three thirty, and uh, I spend my first two hours of the day just answering emails because I don't want anybody out there with questions that uh, that I'm I'm not you know not answering. Um, but uh, but that does, you're I I think you're right, Mike, in the fact that if I didn't do all of that, um, then I would have even more. I would have a ton more. Um, so at a lot of times the questions I will. I will take the time and send them a link to a video that that shows oh I did a video on this back whenever and give them a link to that video so they can see exactly what I did rather than just answer the questions with a you know with text or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Now, so I have a question. Do you have one of the box sets of VHS or DVD that you've kept for yourself? <laughs> we have the masters, yeah. We oh, have yeah, the masters and they are uh they're covered with dust pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> well, give it time. VHS will be back, you know, just like records. It'll make a comeback. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, need, you, you need to learn to do like Chris Miller. When you ask him a question, he goes, all right, I'll get with Frank and get back with you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. You need a Frank in your life where you can go and have, have him answer all the questions for you. Love you, Chris. <laughs> Frank's going to love that too. He just, he's going <laughs> to. <laughs> did you ever see the one that we did with Frank from Amana, the tech advisor, I, the main I tech did, guy? I gotta go back and watch that. Oh, he he is he is a hoot. He is the best way to describe a technical person who's been doing it a long time, answering you know very similar questions all the time. He, he's just a lot of fun. But since he works with Chris Miller, he just loves to throw Chris under the bus every once in a while with something. Mm -hmm. It's quality entertainment. Oh, now, now you really got me intrigued. Now I mm -hmm. definitely have to see it. That yeah. one's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, he's a really good guy. He's so, okay. What else can I answer for you guys? Oh, he said, ouch. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Mr. Chris Miller said, uh, he said, ouch. There he goes. Yeah. 
Dingus, by the way, who looks a lot like Nick Offerman now with his beard being trimmed, uh, he looks very suave. Um, he actually has a good point. You get what you pay for. And if you go to a box store to buy certain products that are consumable, such as saw blades or router bits or even abrasives, you are going to get what you pay for, for sure. Yeah. And and it's not to say that those particular products might not work good for some applications, but for specifically for routing signs to just, you know, pick up a router bit that you, you get at a box store. Um, you know, maybe something for the edge, but uh, certainly not for freehand carving sign. It just, it's not going to work out well for you. Now now that you said for the edge, which profile do you like best? Would it be a roundover or a chamfer? <laughs> uh, you know, I like more of a, I might like more of a ch- uh, chamfer, a bevel, but, um, but then my, you I'm know, my here. dad always liked the scalloping. My dad was a was a fan of the the scalloping. Like the scalloping. Yeah. yeah, which is still done with the same bit, forty five degree chamfer. It's still done with the same bit, but um, I I was always more of a I don't know. I kind of like the the bevel a little bit better. I don't know. I just like the smooth. This is just a an old one we've been that's been kicking around for a long time. This thing is probably thirty years old, but I always like kind of the look of the of the bevel or the chamfer. But uh, so of course you do. A lot of times, like lately, um, I've been getting I've been getting some uh, stuff from cabinet shops that uh, you know are just um, calls from cabinet shops, like doors or drawer fronts or whatever, and they got a nice you know OG, some kind of Roman OG or something on the edge, which I really like. I, I really like that, especially because I make most of my edges black and then uh, put a finish on and it really kind of gives it a nice border there you go yeah so we have a running joke too whenever you go back uh it's team chamfer or team roundover it's just just a running okay. gag between chris and i because i'm team chamfer i just think a chamfer is nice and and chris likes a roundover but he did start bringing up a nice point that an og is kind of a nice combination between the two in a way yeah yeah it is yeah yeah gives it a fancy look Fancy look. I like that. Yeah. No, that's why, because if you're routing, they're going to have some sort of preference. Yeah. Team OG. Yeah. All about the <laughs> I like that one. team OG. There it is. <laughs> oh, and then I got you, Chris. Team roundover for the win. Mm. Or is it team roundover from the Woodcraft? Oh. I don't know. oh. <laughs> Ouch. Ah, he knows I love him. He was on there. <laughs> he was on episode 14, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> So that was a lot of fun too. So that's, yeah, that's why when I said earlier, I, I, as soon as I saw that, I said, seriously, I was just picking on him. Cause he knows it's whatever. You said, ouch too. Yeah. I think you guys see. All right, guys, let's pick a different word. Ouch has already been used. Yeah. By the one and only with the exclamation point, I might add. And he capitalized it. Yeah. I mean, he went up to you before you even tried. I mean, <laughs> You made it sound like you actually did hurt yourself. So where do you currently reside? You said that you had uh, grown up in Northern California. And then as far as I know, you're in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we actually came to our senses about 15 minutes ago, 15 years ago and got out of California um, and uh, moved out to Arizona. We are in Northern Arizona now, just, um, just outside of Kingman, Arizona between Kingman and, uh, and Bullhead city. Love it out here. 
Yeah, that's a that is a nice area. I've, I've been I lived in the valley for good lord, I don't know, a long time. Then I moved out of there. But yeah, no, there's something about Arizona that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, no, I absolutely love it, and we are we're blessed right here where we're at. We're out literally in the middle of the desert. We're on two acres. Nobody even knows we're here, uh, but we've got the Wallapai Mountains to the east. Um, you know, I can look out my window and see the Wallapai Mountains, and then that way to the west, about you know half hour, we've got uh, Lake Mojave and Colorado River. Um, and, you know, Laughlin, Nevada, right on the other side of the river. And so um, we're just out a lot. And then, uh, you know, we're only about an hour and a half drive from Las Vegas. So um, even though we're very, very remote, we have uh, within a, a fairly short drive, we've got a lot of stuff uh, available to us. I go to Phoenix on a regular basis. It's about three and a half, four hour drive, which is no big deal. So, um but we uh, we like it out here. We live in Golden Valley, Arizona, which is not even a city. It's not even a town, really. It's more like uh, just a big span of nothing between Kingman and Bullhead City with a bunch of, it's about, I don't know, about 60 miles long by about 25 miles wide. And there is, I don't know, four or 5,000 people here. So um, it's just the right size population for me. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I like it that way. Uh, yeah, it's it's nice whenever you look at a map, you're trying to find someone's address, and it's nothing but a dirt road. Yes. That's yeah. kind of, yeah. Well, no worries of Google have, Maps coming to your paper. your street, then. <clears throat> yeah, you don't have to worry about that Subaru driving. You don't have to worry about the Subaru from uh, Google Maps driving by and doing a street view. I'll <laughs> right. look at your street and be like, yeah, we're good. We'll, yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Google satellites for. But yes, uh, JP said that Chris won't invite him back though. We're supposed to do the mystery science theater 3000 thing. We did have this fun idea where we were going to sit and just be the backs of our heads and we were going to just watch YouTube videos and just kind of, you know, if we saw something woodworking wise, it's like, that's not safe. Or just kind of just poke fun at it, have some fun with it. Oh, that's a great idea. One day when we get free to do that. And then, uh, yeah, good old Luke air force base in Phoenix too hot for him. Well, it depends on what time of year. I mean, you know, December, January, February, they're decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you I, can't uh, live there year-round, I don't want to live there. Well, you know, it's all <clears throat> it's all perspective. You know, I wouldn't want to live in Chicago or someplace where it gets cold uh, in the wintertime. I don't do well with the cold. The heat I can deal with. Um, you know, I can, I, you know, we can, I can jump in the hot tub and get cooled off, and I don't have to worry. Uh, you know, we've all got air conditioners out here, and, a lot of times we're not outside in the heat of the day. So, um, but the cold, man, I just can't do the yeah. cold. Can't do that. Can't do the snow and all of that stuff. Now, I have to say that was the weirdest thing I ever had to experience was being in a hot tub in the wintertime and getting out and not realizing how quickly you need to get a towel on you. Otherwise you will literally freeze. You'll get hypothermia if you're not careful. Like it's so yeah. dry. And it's like 50 degrees, but it's so dry that your body just evaporates so quickly. You're like, wow, that's really cold. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times, um, yeah, I have a hot tub out there and in the wintertime or in the summertime, I keep it, you know, in the eighties, I, I just turn the heater off and just keep it in the eighties and I'll be in, you know, flip flops and shorts and tank top and I'll just jump in there for 30 seconds and then just work until I'm dry, but I'm, you know, outside and just doing all kinds of stuff. I've, 
<laughs> my video this morning that I posted this morning on YouTube, uh, I wanted to do something a little bit different. And so uh, Lake Mojave is only about 20, uh, 20, 30 minutes to the west of us. And uh, I'm actually carving a sign while sitting in the lake. So I wanted to do something different. Yes. <laughs> I always found it very... I always found it very fascinating that Arizona had more boats per capita than Florida. Crazy. Yeah. Like you would I think there would be that. more there would be more boats in the desert, but there really are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lake Havasu is only about an hour away. And it's like Lake Havasu, you know, it's crazy. That place is crazy in the summertime. And even here on the Colorado River and, and Lake uh, Lake Mojave, um, everybody's got a boat. And everybody has a, you know, a quad or some type of razor, some type of, uh, you know, desert vehicle, you know, that they can go out and ride in the washes and stuff. So uh, there's lots of stuff to do out here. Most people think that there wouldn't be, but there's uh, there's tons of stuff to do out here. Absolutely. Let's Oh, We have a lot of comments. Here. Let's catch up here. Uh, yeah. So he's been busy. Yeah. Freeze the keyword and sold 17 clinic networks in the last three months. Three more to go. You are the man because they need all of that information set up for sure. You can always put more clothes on if it's cold, but you can only get so naked when it's hot. I'm with you, Angus. Not to get naked, but I agree with your statement. <laughs> I was going to say, and then, of course, you know, yeah, some people don't like hot tubs. It's people soup. But at the same time, when, when it's the desert, you got to try it, JP. When it's the desert, jump in the pool, jump right back out, and it's wonderful. Well, for me, it's not like I have a whole community that's jumping in my hot tub. It's pretty much me. You know, so, yeah. So uh, person soup. That's what that would be. There you go. Yeah, individual. Yeah. And he just now realized we're flip-flopped, and it's freaking him out. Normally, I'm on the left side. Chris is on the right. But Here, yeah. I'll go over there. You come over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you he is. What? Speaking of the devil himself, There's Mr. Gary. Gary Jones. Well, he's not the devil. He's an angel. But even in all, expecting four to five inches of snow in the valley, two in the mountains tomorrow, which means he'll be, sn- he'll be skiing. Wow. Yeah, he's a skier. Uh, I, I was watching his show. Yeah, Gary, we didn't. I remember you from WorkbenchCon, Gary, but we didn't get a chance to meet. Um, I'll I'll try and change that next time. Uh, next time we get in the same location. But I know you're in Utah. That's not not actually that far from. I drive through Utah every once in a while. Actually, be, that would be fun for him to come down and, and and make a wood sign. Like that would be cool. Yeah, I would love it. Because he, he, he doesn't do. Yeah, he does do some traveling uh, and going to you know shops and stuff like that. So that would actually be a really cool content to see him that. come down and try that out. Yeah, Gary would absolutely. love to travel to the desert on a boat with no name. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he'd love to meet face to face. There you go. You guys, we set yeah. it up. Keeping the come community down, going. Gary. You come down here or I'll go up there. We'll get together. You know, I'll, I'll show you. I don't know a lot, but I'll I'll show you what I know. You can show me how to turn. There you go. That'd be cool. Yeah, we need GoPro footage of that on a horse with no name. There you go. He got the reference. <laughs> I <know. laughs> he got it. <laughs> so, Chris, any questions, sir? I've been chucking right along there. So, yeah. So now, where are you guys located? North Carolina. Okay, so you guys live. And fairly close proximity to each other because you're mm-hmm. both at the Klingspor, right? Yeah, yeah. So therefore, we're 
what an hour or so total away, I think, because he lives on the one side of Clingsboro. I live on the other side of Clingsboro. I'm more towards the mountains. He's more towards the lakes. Got it. Yeah, we're only about an hour, hour and a half out of outside of Charlotte. We're in Hickory. Okay. So. Gotcha. Yep. I haven't and spent I, I haven't spent a lot of time, uh, like any time, back there. But uh, I'll I'll only get back there one of these days. I'm starting to do get uh, out of the shop a little bit more, and we're doing what we call these road shows where I, uh, where we kind of set up meetups slash training sessions. We did one a few months ago in Texas, uh, where we just, Vicki and I, that's my wife, we drove down, put all the stuff in the back of the truck, drove down, and we had uh, some people meet, uh, meet up with us, and we did a whole day of training and just kind of a meetup thing. And then we, later on, we did one, a month later, we did one in Denver. That's where I drove through Utah. and. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a bunch of people show up there. So it was kind of, a, again, a kind of a cross between a training thing and, and a meetup. And we, you know, get together and have meals together. And it was just, uh, it was just a lot of fun. And then I got to, got to spend some time with Mark up there too. Mark uh, Spagnolo, mm-hmm. a little whisperer, who I've known for several years. Uh, when he was lived down here in the Phoenix area, he lived down in Surprise. I uh, I made a sign for him, and so um, I took it down and delivered it to him. And and actually, funny thing is, the camera that we use for our YouTube videos right now is Mark's old camera. He was going to a, a better high tech camera, so I bought his camera, and uh, that's the one we've been using for several years. So Mark and Nicole are are fantastic. What great people! Just super super good guy. That's pretty cool. That's all connected that way. Um... So I'm thinking that we take and we'll we'll talk to our boss about it, but the next live extravaganza that we have, we put on our own woodworking show. Yeah. And it's completely free to everybody, you know, to come uh, to to walk in the door, basically to park, the admission, everything's free. And we have demonstrators, we have vendors there and stuff like that. I think it would be awesome to figure out a way, even if we do like with Amana and in the Amana booth, we have you there you know, yeah. demonstrating, making a sign with the router and everything else. I think that would be awesome. That, that, that is what I, um, that's really what I love to do as much as I love making videos and making signs, actually being out in, in public and doing it in, uh, you know, on site in public. I've been doing it since I was a little kid, but that's what I really love to do. I just did a couple demos. I, I do these uh, road shows, but I, I really even would more like to do demos like that. I just did a couple of them in Phoenix at uh, Woodworker Source stores down in Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, for uh, for Corey down there, and uh, just had a blast. Just uh, you know, set up and actually, and and the neat thing for me is that brought uh, some more attention that of people that might not know who I am and what I do because they send out emails and market and and you know, people would come just to see that. So um, uh, that's really what I want to do. I want to be able to get around to different parts of the country and do um, do on-site demos. And, and that's what I did down in, in Phoenix. And I've got some more, some others set up, but absolutely. I would love to come back there and I would absolutely do that in a heart. Yeah, we'll just have to figure it out because I think it would be really cool to have some sort of like your your fan base that you have and the people that are hardcore on this side of the country. It would yeah. almost be really cool to have you set up because we set, start setting that thing up usually on Tuesday. 
Tuesday yeah. afternoon. And most of it's kind of done by Thursday. So a lot of people can, you know, vendors walk through and stuff like that, but it would be neat is to have some sort of like, just your, your group, you know, your people that would love to just meet you in person, that kind of thing, instead of the general public, but have them yeah. be able to come out just to have a one-on-one -on -one time with you, you know, at, at, so we'll, we'll figure something out, but I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that would be, that would be a blast. That would be a blast. And I do have quite a few people back there. Uh, in and around that area that um, that kind of follow along what I do. And um, and I've talked to uh, the last uh, Workbench Con, I've talked to, uh, sat down and talked with Izzy for a while. And I would love to uh, go over and, and see Izzy and visit with him. And I I made him a nice uh, sign for his uh, for his wall. And so he's uh, he's aware and uh, I would love to, you know, go visit with him. But absolutely. I think there's so much production that uh, we could get done and just have a lot of fun. That would be a blast. I would so love I'm, it. I'm hearing you got to schedule yourself like two weeks worth because you're gonna you're gonna do a lot of traveling and seeing. Then if you're doing that, it would be even well, cooler. Uh, you have Gary come out and Gary will show you around. You know Izzy's place and all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Whatever it takes. There you go. No, I like where this is heading. So we're going to plan it now. And you heard it here first on the What Not podcast. Now you just, just got to talk the boss into it. There you go. Yeah, we just got to find out how we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked to Chris many times, and Chris. Uh, that sign oh, at Izzy's is amazing, per Gary Jones. Thank you, Gary. appreciate that. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. That one was challenging. It was. Uh, it had a gear around it. It was based on his, uh, uh, his podcast at the time, uh, Maybe I Said Too Much. Mm -hmm. And uh, it has a gear in it, and it was, that was a challenge, and it's got, uh, LED lights set in it, and uh, it, it was it was somewhat challenging, but it was fun. But um, yeah, that would be a blast. I I absolutely love that. Uh, it would be that would be a, a kick. Oh, that, that's we're gonna we're gonna do something with that because that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Now, speaking of signs, as far as you know, that one stands out to you. Is there not? not a favorite necessarily, but a sign that either it was, you know, difficult or challenging. It puts you to your limit. You know, is there anything that you remember, you know, just a sign in general out of all the years of doing it that you were just like, yeah, kind of glad that one left the shop or, you know, that one is just, it was really challenging. I'm glad I took it on and made it happen. Um, gosh. Well, I was really fortunate that one of, one of my favorites of all time, I actually got a keep. I've made my my shop sign, and like I had mentioned before, I kind of got into um, some power carving along with my routing. And uh, let's see, I'll, I'll hold it up here because I brought I was it. Say in. how convenient! How convenient! <laughs> so this one was wow. I uh, I routed it to begin with, and then I did a bunch of power carving. So it's a, a full inch depth from the surface down to. Uh, the lower portion and then i did some gold leaf on the on the front a uh, piece of wow. gamble oak wood that was actually given to me by a, a friend but yeah i was really happy so this was one of those rare ones that i didn't want to get rid of and i got to keep it so uh, a lot of times when I, i'm making something it's like i can't wait to get rid of it but this particular one man i wanted to i wanted to hold on to it and i got a chance to keep it so that's uh, that's one but um Probably, you know, of the most difficult ones 
that I've done. Um, gosh, uh, that's that's really tough. I know Izzy's sign was really that one probably threw me for a loop as much as possible because because again I had to have the gear on a lazy Susan turn as the sign stayed in the middle and then there was a face frame on it and it had to have the leds light all that up without turning with the gear so that one was really really <laughs> tricky and then um I, I did another one way back when um it was a, a sandwich sign it was an a-frame sign and it was actually for uh for the hell's angels over in san francisco they had come over when we were in california and it was about five foot tall by about two or three foot wide. That was, uh, and it had all of their artwork and stuff on there. That one was, uh, that one was challenging. But I, I started doing some calculations a few years ago, and I think I've done something, uh, something over a hundred thousand signs. So there's been a bunch. <laughs> wow. Just if you think about it, that's kind of amazing because there, there's that many pieces of your your artwork, your skill, your expertise that's out there in the world. And I think that's really awesome. You know, it, it, uh, it really is um, kind of mind boggling to me and, and humbling. It really is humbling that um, number one, that, that I've got that much of my work out there, but number two, I am blown away constantly by the emails that I get and that anybody takes any time which is our most precious commodity. Anybody takes any time to watch anything that I do. It still is just kind of, you know, this whole YouTube thing um, really is just mind blowing. I get emails all the time. Well, we just sent a, a a big order from somebody in Denmark. They ordered a bunch of a bunch of product that we shipped out today. We send a lot of stuff out internationally, and it's just uh, you know that kind of um i guess small world and the technology that that youtube and these you know even something like this uh is just you know mind-blowing it was all it never could have even imagined this when i was a kid i couldn't imagine this 15 years ago that we'd have the capability to go live have a conversation and then other people get to join in with it yeah like that whole thought process is still blowing me away yeah. Well, see, what's, yeah. what's interesting though, is, is you, what makes you different than everybody else, everybody else is sort of an edited, finished product, like a movie. You guys are more like a reality show and people love reality shows because you just never know what's going to happen. And so that's kind of what makes you guys more fun. And, I, and what, you know, I always enjoyed, you know, and I didn't know anything about you guys really until Chris Miller told me about you. I don't know, probably three or four years ago. Really? And maybe even a little longer than that. And uh, I had seen some of your stuff, but never thought much about it until he until I started diving into your your more of your content. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember seeing this video. And didn't pay much attention to who it was or what. I remember the video. So you know, you guys are are more of a reality show than than a than a polished finished product. But it makes it better because it's it's just it's like being your. Your videos are, especially your Friday night deals were like, it's like you're inviting us to be part of your family. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what makes it cool. It. Pe people love family and you guys were inviting us in to just be a part of it. Well, I appreciate <laughs> that, Chris. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a, uh, we're, again, I just feel so blessed that we get a chance to do that, that, 
we uh, and and you know our customers are they are they do feel more like family when we when we do the lives or when we do our videos i almost have the feeling i i just i don't know it, it feels like i'm talking to my cousin or my brother or whatever it just i just feel like that i just you know i i just have always felt that way and i think i got that from my dad uh for those that don't know my dad passed away in may uh, which is a, a huge loss, and you know, our whole community was just devastated. You can imagine I've been with him, you know, uh, day after day for my whole 60 years. So it was a huge loss, and and I'm still dealing with that. But um, but that's what Dad and I always we always had that mind that you know Dad's favorite quote of all time was. Uh, one of Zig Ziglar's uh, quotes that said, you can have anything in the world that you want if you help enough other people get what they want. And and everything that we did and have done, we've kind of had that behind us, no matter, you know, and then let the chips fall wherever they wherever they fall. I'm very, very, I, I, I don't feel like I'm a salesman. I just feel like I just put out, and help as many people as I can, and you know the law of attraction or whatever will will come back. And we have been blessed beyond measure that that is the way it's kind of worked out. And uh, I just I want to help more people as much as I can, and I know that that's just going to uh, that's going to lead to good things for as many people as possible. No, I think that's what makes it your. You're not trying to take it for yourself. You're trying to help other people down that journey. Um, and and I know I I'm, I remember May. I remember watching the, everything about your dad, and it that it was hard to watch from this side of everything. So, you know, my heart went out to you. I reached out to you and told you if you needed anything, you let us know because it was it was tough to know the amount of time that you had spent with them. So, yeah, I appreciate that, and I remember, yeah. Thank you. I, I I do appreciate that, but I think that it's just uh, now it kind of falls on falls on me to just you know just try to keep this thing going and um, uh, and kind of fulfill dad's uh, you know dad's mantra and just help as many people as possible. And, and one of the things that we found, and you guys will probably know this too, one of the things that we found over the years, and it was totally by accident, is we started about probably about 10 years ago, we started getting emails from uh, veterans and um, and law enforcement people that were suffering from PTSD, that there was something about running the router and concentrating and, you know, making a sign that um, it really helped them deal with some of the issues that they were dealing with. So a lot of first responders and especially military people that were dealing with a lot of stuff. They found that it was therapy, you know, woodworking and woodworking in general. But we found that it was we did. And again, it was just totally by accident. We found that people that were carving signs, they had to concentrate so much on what they were doing that it completely. Um, I had people saying, you know, I'm completely off uh, my meds. You know, my, you know, uh, my issues seem to kind of just go away when I'm running that router. So uh, and that was like. Gosh, how do you put a price on that? You, you, you just, can't. you know, you just for nineteen ninety five, we'll bottle that and send it to you. Fourteen ninety five shipping, but we guarantee. No, it's, yeah, it's, 
I can I can see that, and and knowing first responders and people and and what they've had to deal with firsthand in situations with human beings in general, that yeah, yeah just woodworking takes it away to where they're focusing on something else and their mind stops thinking about those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was something that we didn't realize. We've been doing it for you know decades. We had no idea that that was an aspect that could even be a could even be a thing. And it, and, and we just started getting these emails. It was like, wow, this is, this is something that we never expected. It was just one of those, oh, my dog. I don't know if you heard that. My dog started barking. <laughs> part are. of this driving by five miles away. We're part of the family, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's I'm glad right. my cat's not in here because normally my cat would be walking in front of the camera or batting it around or something. I, I figured you heard mine a couple of times because she's down here like you're sitting down you're not doing anything why aren't you petting me and so that usually happens during the podcast you'll hear uh, I know what I was going to ask you now um, on the power carving side of it which direction did you decide to take as far as a brand or a type of apparatus because there's a lot of different ones and a lot of different ways to go about it yeah I've used um, I've used both um, both saber tooth and uh, and cuts all, but I really kind of have decided. Well, when we at the last workbench con, we met the cuts all guys, um, and uh, and they were super kind enough to send us a bunch of their stuff, and uh, I love their I love the cuts all stuff, and uh, that's what I've been using mostly. Uh, so, um, but then uh, Vicky started, my wife started getting into it too. I finally got her into the maker community. And uh, she does some resin stuff. And uh, in fact, she poured the resin on my shop sign there. Um, but she bought a Fordham. And so she uh, does some little tiny, tiny stuff with that along uh, some bowl, um, uh, power carving, some bowl stuff. And uh, but uh, then we use the angle grind, the Fordham, the angle grinder, and then uh, also um, like a die grinder with different rasps and that kind of stuff. So everything we're doing, most most of the stuff we're doing is with uh, with cuts all tools, the rasps and stuff. Okay. The carbide burrs and things like that. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. That's what I use mostly on that. Again, I did the the initial part of that. I did with the um, with a router, and then uh, from that point, once the the router work was done, then I used uh, the the burrs and uh, and just took the the material away. Okay. Yeah. Now, again, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say kids. this just for fun, okay? Oh boy, I could make that on the CNC. <laughs> I'm sure you could, absolutely. <laughs> you know what would be a fun challenge is the amount of so you both are given a random design from somebody. The amount yeah. of time it takes Chris to program it, to do everything he needs to do to get it on the CNC, held down, you name it, the whole nine yards to do from start to finish, and have Eric do it his way you know, free handing with the router and, and everything that it would take to make the exact same sign. I would love to see the time it would take both of you to complete the same sign from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking before we went on camera, we were talking about at the work first workbench con. I was talking to, um, gosh, I wish I could remember his name, but he invented the X carve. Um, and I, I can't remember the name of his company, but anyway, we talked about that. We talked about maybe getting together and doing a yeah, a little uh, you know freehand versus CNC little um, you know carve off whatever you want to call it 
And I think that would be a blast. I would, I would love that. I would love to do that. That would be, that would be a kick. That would, so that be, would be a good collaboration because on Chris's side, he would show in the software how he would go about it. And then on your side, yeah. how you would prep everything that yep. you would do to go about it. And it would be a really interesting, you know, the two different ways you could do it. I see yeah. a challenge for the extravaganza. That is a challenge for the extravaganza. I like it. And then bring it to the extravaganza would be even better. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be cool. Yeah. It, it, it is. Um, that's something that, that I've thought of, uh, you know, several times and there, you know, there's some, I, I think the CNCs are great. I, I don't have any problem with the CNC. Some of my, some of the people that follow me go, oh, you know, don't go to the dark side. <laughs> That's what they call CNC stuff, going to the dark side. It's like, you know, we all have tools. There are people that say that I'm cheating by actually using an electric router. Why don't I use hammer, and, you know, mallet and chisels and stuff? So, you know, it, it's, it's all, we use the tools that we want to use to make the cool stuff that we want to make, you know? Yeah cares how we get it done as long as we're making cool stuff well and let's say you have a hundred thousand signs with a power router and someone else who's using a chisel and a and a hammer probably has a hundred signs it's all time right. too i mean how much time yeah. do you have to invest in it right yeah. well the key the key behind that would be you do your production signs on the cnc and your custom signs by hand so you still maintain your custom sign being hand routed yeah, and and uh, yeah, I know Chris and Chris and I were talking too before again before we went on air that um, many of my uh, people that started following me learned how to hand route freehand route, but then they started doing it uh, commercially, and they were um, they were starting to do what I call stock signs, which are just generic signs like welcome or God bless this house or whatever you know those mm -hmm. kinds of things, and so. They knew how to do it freehand, but they needed a higher production capabilities. So they got into CNC so they could do that and make, you know, have a higher production, but they still had the, the, uh, the skill of being able to do it freehand if they needed to, or like you say, the custom stuff, you know, stuff freehand, but then the generic stuff, be able to have higher production by doing it with a CNC. I think it's a great business model. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, as long as you can make it work for you, that's all that matters. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So there's, there's a lot of ideas that have come out of this conversation and I'm going to write them all down because this is going to be a lot of fun. It really is. Eric, it's, it's been a blast to have you on. Like I knew it was going to be a lot of fun, but at the same time, you know, until you get into it, then you really just, you enjoy yourself. Next thing you know, an hour has gone by. Gosh, have we been on here an hour? No way. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have. Over an hour. That's crazy. Isn't it crazy? Because, yeah, because so, uh, you know, for future episodes, we're looking into having some of the pre uh, podcast stuff, if you will, the pre show, as some people call it, you know, to uh, to our Patreon subscribers, yeah. because there's a lot of fun stuff that we talk about beforehand and stuff you may hear that we may forget to mention. Uh, yeah. during the show itself. But if you'd like to support the whatnot podcast, please check out patreon.com slash whatnot podcast. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it because a lot of people think, oh man, what am I going to talk about for an hour? Next thing you know, just by having a conversation, an hour is gone. Mm -hmm. It's done. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I appreciate you guys having me on. It's just, uh, it's been a blast. I was a little nervous about it, like, 
what the heck am I going to talk about? And uh, but obviously, I don't have a problem talking. No, you're great. Yeah. And then next time, so you know, if you're ever nervous, just bring out that sign behind you and just start with that. Everything else will be piece of cake. Because <laughs> yeah. that thing's incredible. It's like, yeah, let's just start with this. Thanks, I was man. worried. It looks like it's slippery wet. I was worried you were going to drop it there for a second. I was like, oh, but it yeah. doesn't slip. He's like, this is my favorite one. I just got done making it. Is it's glossy. <laughs> Thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. I don't know that we've done this before, but I'd like to dub you an official whatnotter. Ah, we haven't. We haven't done that as a guest, I guess. You know, we've done that with people watching, but I I don't think we've done that as a guest. So I'm honored. Do I get a crown or, uh, you know, because I I got room? We'll make a hat. We'll make a hat. There you go. Listen, we're kind of broke, so you kind of have to make your own. (laughs) I'll make my own hat. There you go. That's so wrong. But if you jump on, if you jump onto our Patreon and you know support us, we can make a hat for Eric. If, if we if we like it, we'll buy one from you. Yeah, there you go. You go over the design, we'll buy it for you. I was going to say that uh, Mr. Foxhall Woodworks did say he challenges you with his logo because he picked an easy one to to start Ooh, with. Oh, look at that logo! Oh, I like that. Send me that logo. I'll I'll do something with that. That looks fun. I love I love that kind of stuff. That's a great looking logo. That'll make a cool looking sign. He does really good design work. Like he does his day job, but on, on his side, the things that he likes to do is a passion. Things that he enjoys doing is graphic design. And he, he designed that. Yeah. Wow. So, that's really you cool. know, I think in, in exchange of that, that uh, <clears throat> JP should probably design you a really cool logo for your business. Wow. Do you see how, you see how I snuck that in there a little bit? I saw that. Pretty clever. Pretty clever. Don't yeah, let him I take advantage it. of you. You got to get something back out of that deal there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he comes up with the logo. You route it out, and then you both can have it, and that'd be cool. He can have yeah. it because he does a lot of YouTube stuff. So Does he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Collaboration I, uh, event. I like, I, I like doing stuff that kind of, challenges me and and uh, forces me kind of outside of my comfort zone from a from a science standpoint so um yeah i've got i've got several things in the works that i want to kind of add new elements to uh, to what i'm doing currently so and you know the the thing is i've got enough people that follow me that truly are artistic i i don't have any artistic ability at all but I can follow a pretty good line. If I can get it on the board, I can follow a pretty good line. But I have some people that follow me that literally can just draw what they want on the board and then just take off and carve it. It's like, God didn't bless me with that. I ain't got none of that. But I find creative ways to get the line on the board, and then I, and then I can follow a line pretty good. But, uh, yeah, there's some so many, so many talented people out there. It's crazy. Absolutely. No, I always figured I was pretty good if I could do a straight line on an etch a sketch. I was really an artist. And that's why I use the CNC. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's why I use the CNC. It makes the lines for you pretty. Yeah. But that's awesome. a you know, that's a thing in itself, just uh, programming that thing and doing all that. Uh that uh I'd rather just transfer the thing on the board and hack away. Yeah, we're 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 gonna try to figure out a time we can do that for a challenge because that is gonna be fun to see both sides of that coin. That would be a kick. Yeah. Yes, now now see, we need to get Kyle involved in that because Kyle can design a whole lot faster than me. 
So we need to get him involved somehow. Oh, with that, so you want to bring challenge. in a ringer already? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm going against the expert. I see. I mean, you he's know, gotta, he's got to have someone on his side, and who he wants on his side is learn your CNC. Dot <laughs> <laughs> And com. also, you'll notice that. Yeah, you'll notice that too. Um, so we just really enjoy Kyle and what he does. What he does is he's made a full course for people to learn Vetric software as oh. you want to, like learn as you go at your pace. Wow. And so we just for giggles, we always, you know, throw him a shout out. It's not sponsored whatsoever, but we really enjoy what he's done. And he's finally left his day job to do this, per, pursue this full time. And it's been what, over a year? Mm -hmm. wow. He's finally gotten it done. So yeah, since, yeah, last October, not this past, but last October. Um, Very cool. So yeah, that would, yeah, that would be cheating right there on that contest. If you brought Kyle in, I'm sorry, you got to do all the Vedric. <laughs> what he's going to do is he's going to send it to Kyle. Kyle's going to send it to him like, hey, don't just remove my logo from there. So no one knows. I mean, if we're just like writing out a name, you know, the uh, CNC hand router challenge, and we're going to carve that out. I mean, we can do that. Well, uh, we'll, we'll have to get together and set the, set the parameters and, uh, and figure it out. But doing the same thing would be cool if we take a, a logo or, or something like that. Uh, that, would be, that would be fun. What a blast. That would, I think that would just turn into a big party. So right before we set the parameters, I do have a question because this would be a good thing to ask with both of you here. Is there a length restriction? Because see, Chris only has so long that he can do on the CNC. Do we make it slightly longer so he has to program that in? You know, because that's part Ooh. of it. Ooh. Yeah, so if you've got four foot, let's make it um, four and a half foot long. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Four foot one inch it is. Okay, yeah. there we go. Good luck with that one. But see that I yep, that, okay, that's gotta be a parameter. So it's gotta be longer than the capacity of the CNC because you've got to feature that. You know, what it takes for you to be able to pull that off. Okay, I'm gonna do my part down at Stated Woods and uh we'll Oh yeah, yeah. Use yeah. <laughs> so Stated Woods is Nick. He bought Izzy's old avid CNC, like that uh, really long one. Yeah. So that's why I was saying he's gonna take it there. That way he can cheat again see eric's not thinking of ways to cheat he's already like yeah i got this in the bag it's not a problem well i mean i don't i don't have to cheat because i already know he's gonna win well i mean i'm just you know try, trying to eliminate the complete annihilation of my you know my personality here and my manhood you know what i'm thinking here's what i see i see most of eric's videos of him just kind of hanging out in the hot tub or routing on a boat like he's very relaxed about the whole thing chris is sweating he's trying to program his computer crashes like the whole nine yards i can just see the drama now <laughs> oh all right sorry we know, got to come away with that i got uh you know i've, I've reached this age because uh i got money on eric thank you that's it <laughs> I reached this age where I, you know, nothing, uh, nothing, you know, pretty much nothing makes me nervous anymore as far as carving a sign. I just, I, I, again, I'm so blessed in the fact that I found what I absolutely love to do early on. And uh, I just, you know, I freaking love it. I just, I can't wait as many signs as I've carved. I can't wait to fire up that router and, and uh, I have to carve something every day. I just, I just. You know, I, my mantra is sawdust makes me happy, and it just does. That's <laughs> what it says it. on your hat, right? Yep. Yeah. It's uh, 
Yeah, and I'm I'm blessed in the fact that I've got my my wife and my grandson. It's just a little three three person business here, uh, but they do a lot of stuff that take stuff off my plate. So I can just worry mostly about. Well, I put out fires, but other than that, I can worry mostly about making content and coming up with ideas for signs and different things. But right now we're doing a, a Christmas one. We always give away a Christmas some kind of Christmas theme sign. And uh, then a lot of our Facebook followers got together and we do a, a what we call a sign exchange. So I think there was like 36 or 38 people that got together and uh, one of our guys drew names and paired people up. So they make a sign for their Christmas exchange partner and then send those out and then they film those and, and then uh, put them on Facebook. So that's kind of a, a, a separate thing that uh, we're always looking for ideas and coming up with ways where we can uh we can all make some sawdust there you go no i like that 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 community because really everyone's being able to do something connected to make a make a wood sign yeah yeah it's a great idea it's fun it's just like a big uh you know when we get together like these road shows that we did it's almost like a a family reunion you know, we, we make some sawdust, we do some training and stuff, but more than that, it's just like we hang out and it's just like, oh, finally I get to meet this person in, you know, in, in face-to-face, you know. So it's it's really cool. It's kind of like a, a family reunion. There you go. And then uh, Angus says everyone's picking on Chris, so I'll, he's on his side. Go, Chris. Now you're going to lose <laughs> your money. Oh, just, just, gonna... just, you know. Bet bet on the horse you know is going to win. I'm like the one that they're already put in the pasture. So oh, see, uh, see, I I I'd rather be the underdog. I, I don't know. I think we ought to switch, Chris. <laughs> I'd rather be the underdog. <laughs> Maybe you are the underdog. You just don't know it yet. Yeah, I think now I he's going to start getting all this help from other people. You know, you will become yeah. the underdog. It's just you. No, so someone. Maybe, uh, well, yeah, Angus said earlier to Gary Jones, he was uh, saying they need to do a road trip down to your place. So I think now Angus is probably riding in the back of the truck. I don't think he's going to be riding shotgun. <laughs> well, Chris, we could do. We could also do the opposite. So have you freehand one, and I have to use the CNC. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. No, it wouldn't. I'd lose on that one too. <laughs> Such confidence. <laughs> I can I can build you anything, but when it comes to anything hand carving, my hands and 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 brain don't function together. They they don't agree. But I can build see, you about anything you want. See now, see that there's a challenge. So if I come to your place, give me a day, and I'll have you freehand carving signs like you wouldn't think you could. You watch, I could do it. All right, so now it's two and a half weeks worth of hanging out in Hickory, North yeah. Carolina. Well, go ahead and make it three, and I'll finish the week out by teaching you CNC. How's that? Oh, well, there you go. There you go. We just we're just gonna have to plan on a month. Now it's it's yeah. a month. Yeah. It's a month now. Yeah, we'll get everybody involved. Have them all hey, come you, out. You dub him a whatnot, or now he wants to come and stay with you. I see how it goes. <laughs> well, I thought it was great. Where was it at? Because um, JP said that he's going to be going to WorkbenchCon this year for the first time he's going to crash on uh, Zach Manring's couch. And I said, no, he's going to be crashing in the teardrop trailer because there's a joke there, a long, long joke, but I kept always picking on Zach for not finishing his teardrop that he always promised he was going to finish. 
so he, he has one don't get me wrong because he brought it to the extravaganza but he was going to build like an off-road one i think the uh the overland edition so you can take it anywhere oh man and he just he got busy he got married and all this other stuff happened so i i always pick on him so that would be hilarious <laughs> might as well just get an apartment yeah he's right about that eric you might as well just find a nice place we'll get you a rental for the month well you know depending on what time of year it is i mean uh you know you can come on in I'll, i've got extra bedrooms in the back you can just stay with me oh my gosh go. now that's getting now it's getting crazy we just we just have too much fun Sounds that's great. the idea <laughs> what's funny is we'll sit around and talk about chris miller yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah What's even better is that Chris Miller's not too far away. He'll literally just drive over and then you can just sit and have a, you know, it, you could have your own meetup literally right yeah. in this area. Yeah. I'll clean out, I'll clean out my shop a little bit and uh, we'll just uh, open the doors and people can come sit out on the patio of the shop and we'll just uh, sit around and enjoy the campfire or something. That sounds awesome. Sounds great. Good. Yeah. Okay. We'll figure this one out. What, why another ouch, Chris? <laughs> Now, I didn't say we were going to talk bad things about you. No. We'll just talk about Chris Miller. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't know anybody that can say bad things about you. Exactly. You I know, mean, you're, you're one of the most friendly, you're the friendliest guy, one of the friendliest guys I know, and you just would, would bend over backwards and, and do anything for anybody. So, yeah. I think he yeah. fell asleep and you just hit control V and just pasted the same thing he got earlier. Did. Well, no, he's I... missing the uh, exclamation point. So, why well, you have to yeah. point out the small details? <clears throat> yeah. No. Uh, Chris is a, nobody's got anything bad to say about Chris. He's just too nice a guy. That's yeah. why we always come up with bad things to say because they're not true. Yeah. And it's just fun to pick on him because, you know, there's, you know, he's one of those guys that's so good and so nice and so giving that you almost have to go the opposite direction because everyone knows you're going to be full of crap. <laughs> well, that's it. And that's our time where Chris Miller's now reaching out through FaceTime to uh, tell us to stop talking trash. I have no idea what that was. All right. No, seriously, we'll probably have to end it because now we're getting into an hour and a half and I'm sure we got things to do. (laughs) Crazy. And it's, uh, it's almost my bedtime too. So I know you guys are stay up late, but by nine o'clock. No, it's getting close. Yeah. But yeah, by nine o'clock, I am kind of declining. So, but then again, I'm up at two or three, three thirty, something like that. Yeah, See, people used to think I was crazy when I talked about when you live in Arizona, you literally get up at two o'clock in the morning if it's like the summertime to go grocery shopping because that's the only time you can get ice cream back to the house before it melts. <laughs> well, you know, that there's there's something to be said for that. Everybody's got, you know, uh, half a dozen cold bags in their in their trunk, you know. Yeah, and they're all inside uh, of each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, sir, we do appreciate you uh, coming on board and having fun with us and sharing your evening with us and your knowledge. We do thank you. It's been a blast. I had so much fun. We definitely got to get together. Absolutely. We're going to make this happen this this October. I'm just going to say it now. However, we figure it out. We're going to make it happen. Good. Good. I'm there, man. We will be there. A lot of fun. Yeah. Well, it gives us a chance. uh, It gives Vicki and I a chance to drive across country, too which we, we love driving and taking road trips. So yeah, absolutely. Oh, and that'd be perfect for you. Cause you're right off of I-40 is the closest one if that, up that right. way. So we're, we're right off of I-40. So you just go cut oh across. Gosh. Yeah. No turns. Just no turns. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the nice thing is we, if you were to come here in October, 
the scenery would be far better than what you've got where you're at. <laughs> That's when the ch leaves change color because here we have leaves on this side of the country. <laughs> There's yeah, not just pine trees. Here. No. Yeah, we have we have dirt and cactus. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Where so it'd be a nice change of pace. That yep. would be a nice change of pace. Yeah. And from and where I live, I'm about I'm about an hour or so from the mountains and about four and a half hours to the beach. Wow. Sounds awesome. So yeah, now yeah. you have to plan a month. Well, yeah, we'll just, you just have to see it when you get here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good. All right, Eric. Well, thank you so much for joining us tonight on the Whatnot Podcast. We have really uh, I've enjoyed this yep. very much. Well, thank you. And thank oh, you all I've for watching. It. Oh yeah, there's yeah. other people. Thank you too for watching as well and listening uh, after the fact. <laughs> I just had so much fun doing it myself. It's all about me. I'm sorry. Just hang my head now. All right, so we'll end it here. But thank you again for watching, for listening after the fact. We really appreciate your support on that. Don't forget Patreon.com/slash Whatnot Podcast so you can get Eric a hat. Yeah. Right. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks, boys.